Today I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble. We're going to talk about price gouging, profiteering, and why we should love it. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing the show, commenting, tagging a friend, liking, thumbs up, subscribing on YouTube, all of those things. For those of you not watching on YouTube, appreciate the comments and then going over there and liking it anyways. We're part of the Fight Life Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HTBT when you do the checkout. You'll get a 15-ounce mug thrown in for free on top of all the other benefits. I think they're giving out a shirt right now. It's a really nice shirt, Fight Life Feast. I took one myself from the last conference we were at. You can also get $100 off our Fight Life Feast conference coming up in October. Don't miss that. That's for sure. And you get tons of great content that David is continually pushing out. I mean, there's some really good stuff on there. And you'll be supporting us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. So go over to flfnetwork.com, put an HTBT in the memo field. If you want to reach out to me, you're probably going to want to after this show. Matt at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites. How to build a tent. I would love to hear from you, especially on this topic. Because the people that want laws against price gouging, the people that want to punish people that do profiteering, don't like capitalism. They don't like it. They are socialists. They believe in government intervention and they do not like free markets. They don't want you to do what you want to do with your own capital. It's as simple as that. Profiteering, price gouging is nothing more than private markets, capitalism, doing its thing, supply and demand. That's all it is. Now, it's not... The typical curve, the curve shifts, but that's part of supply and demand. Curves shift. It's not just moving up and down the curves, but the curves shift from time to time, and that changes prices, and people don't like that. People want to get discounts. People don't want you to have to raise prices. People don't want to pay more for their products, and so they get in a tizzy, and they result, and they revert back to socialism. They revert back to authoritarianism. That is a government entity determining, deciding how much you should be selling your own private property. And the result of it is socialism. And you don't believe me? You think I'm being too harsh? You don't think it's really socialism? Tell me, what is the difference between what's happening in Venezuela, rationing, things, shelves cleared off, and what's happening now in the United States because of coronavirus? What's happening with toilet paper? What's happening with hand sanitizer? Is it not the same thing? Is the results not the same thing? And if we would allow profiteering, if we would allow price gouging, I don't like those terms, but I'll, I'll use them. I'm game. I'll use the negative connotation of capitalism. If we would have allowed them to happen, we would not have the shortages that we have. We may have them temporarily. And even so, with these laws, we do have them at a temporary, at a reasonable amount of um, out of stock. That is, man, I just totally buffered. Let me just try that again. Take two. Even with the laws against profiteering and price gouging, the amount of time that we are out of stock on products is a reasonable reasonable amount of time. But my contention and my theory is this. 
that if we would allow them, if we would repeal the laws that keep businesses, keep retailers from raising prices, we would have far less days of out of stock products because we would be making or the companies would be making so much money. They would be having such incentives that they would be supplying the stores. They would have things on hand and warehouses nearby. They would come up with ways to disperse, to fulfill orders online, in stores, shipping, all of those things because the profit would be so great. Because that's the beauty of capitalism where they, when there is a need, when there is a shortage, the prices go up in such an a way that the suppliers are going to jump on it and supply the demand that is needed. That doesn't happen in socialism and that doesn't happen in the United States in country in states where they have laws against this. Now you may be saying, what is profiteering? What is price gouging actually? Let me read you the definitions. A profiteer, you make or seek to make an excessive or unfair profit. Now, I'm going to come back to this, but let's just read price gouging too. Is a term referring to when a seller increases the prices of goods, services, or commodities to a level much higher than is considered reasonable or fair and is considered exploitative, exploitative, potentially to an unethical extent. Okay. I hope you're seeing the the wishy-washy, mushy, gray, unfair, unreasonable amounts. See, there's no tangible numbers put on this because you can't. Who determines what's an unfair profit? Who determines what is unethical? Who determines it? Now, in a free society, in a truly capitalist system that America used to be, it would be the buyers and sellers. They would be the ones to determine if it was ethical or not. Because when you're not forcing somebody to buy things, when you're not forcing somebody to sell things, when a transaction happens, there's two parties that determine it's not unethical. Or they wouldn't do it. You see, you can buy a $1,000 hand sanitizer bottle or you don't have to. In a free society, you are not forced to buy a $1,000 hand sanitizer bottle. Now, I don't know if there is a $1,000 hand sanitizer bottle. But there could be. And who is the government to say that they cannot sell a $1,000 bottle of hand sanitizer? Who are they? And why are they the ones to determine what is unethical? By what standard? And the result of these laws, and Florida has one where you can't do this. The results of this is shortages. The same results as socialism because it's the same in effect. The results are the same. The government is controlling the industries by saying, you private company, you private seller, even individual, we're not even talking big organizations, 
You've seen the New York Times article where this guy has like 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage because he had the foresight to see this being an issue or took a risk and thought it could be an issue and bought 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage. And then all these companies said, you can't do it. It's price gouging. It's profiteering. You can't mark up those prices. So you're kicked off our platform and you can't sell them at all. So the platforms don't make their commission off of it. The seller doesn't make any money because he has all these products in his garage and people that were willing to pay for it can't get the hand sanitizer that they want. Do they have to have hand sanitizer? No, they don't have to have it. You can wash your hands. You can stay at home. You don't have to go out to places where you need hand sanitizer. You could prepare beforehand. But because of these laws, we have shortages, just like socialist countries. All right, I got more on this. But first, I want to tell you about Kingsman Grooming Products. Go over to KingsmanGroomingPros.com. KingsmanGroomingPros.com. The the link is in the show notes. Get tons of high-quality products, beard products, lotions, leather products. I have it all over my face. My beard is smooth. My skin is soft. I'm not itchy. It's high quality products. You get 10% off when you use HGBT and you get to support a Christian company. Three reasons why you should go over there right now, kingsmangroomingpros.com, put in HGBT, get that 10% off and support a Christian company. Switch out of that stuff you're already using. You're not really happy with it. Go get high quality products, kingsmangroomingpros.com, 10% off when you put in HGBT and support a Christian company while you're at it. In Florida, they have these laws where you can't do this. Gavin Newsom displays a bottle of hand sanitizer saying the state would take action against price gouging because of the coronavirus. In Florida, we have these laws. I've heard. I just moved here, so I don't, I'm not down with all the laws. But when we had that one hurricane that was, and I forget the name of it, it was over the Bahamas. It just sat there for days. It was supposed to be a Category 5 direct hit on us. And people were freaking out. People were getting all the gas that they could need. They were getting all the water and get all the paper towels, all that stuff, just like the coronavirus. They're getting water. They're getting toilet paper, all this stuff. And the shelves would be cleared out. People were hoarding like this guy with 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. And the reason why that all this stuff ran out is because these companies weren't allowed to ration through price. See, there's only two ways that you can ration products. The capitalist way or the socialist way? There's no other way. The capitalist way or the socialist way? The capitalist way says we will ration in the most efficient way possible. Price. That is when supply, I'm sorry. Well, we'll just say from the demand side. When demand is low, prices will be lowered or the product will stop being produced because there won't be willing suppliers to supply it at that price. When demand is high, Prices will go up because there's limited resources and because there are more desire, more people desiring to have the product than there are produced. Then the production will increase to meet the demand because it's at a higher price and then prices will eventually fall. That's the efficient way to ration. The socialist way is we're going to tell you how much to sell this at, how much to price this product at, which supply and demand is also telling people, not directly, but indirectly, how much you can produce. 
It's telling an economy how much you can produce by setting prices because price determines how many suppliers you have in the market. The higher the price, the more suppliers are gonna be in the market because the profits are gonna be higher. The lower the price, the less suppliers are gonna be in the market. So when you set prices, you're not just telling companies what to set the prices at, you're just telling how many products to be produced. Make sense? Okay. And that's when resources run out. That's when you have days and days and days without having products on hand. There's no incentive for suppliers to come into the market and supply products. When you have prices that are able to scale, like we see with Uber, we see with other companies, more drivers come into the market to be drivers because it's a high peak time, they make more money. Same thing with sanitizers, same thing with toilet paper, same thing with any product in a private market where you have two willing buyer and seller. You have two parties, a willing buyer and willing seller. There's not a gun held to their head. They can buy a $1,000 bottle hand sanitizer or they could not. Now, just imagine the irony of this. The New York Times article is, um, you know, just blowing this guy out of the water. 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. If companies were allowed to escalate their prices, this man would not have bought 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. I guarantee it. This is what would have happened. He would have bought all of them from one store. Okay, maybe the store didn't have a policy where the first hundred or this price and then after that they start scaling more. But then when he went to the next store, this the Walmart down the street, they would have already known that that other Walmart sold out. Okay, prices are going up. There's high demand for this product. And it, let's just say that a dollar a piece of hand sanitizer, he spent $17,000 on hand sanitizer. Well, by the time he went to those other Walmarts, when he went to all those other stores and they were starting to see them sold out, well, the prices would have doubled, tripled, quadrupled, $10 a hand sanitizer. So instead of spending $17,000 on 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, if prices were able to scale with demand, then he would have spent like $170,000 on hand sanitizer, which he wouldn't have had the money for and he wouldn't have done, which would have meant what? That those bottles of hand sanitizer would have been escalated in price. He would have driven the price up, but they would have still been available for people to have a choice. You see, when there's quantity rationing instead of price rationing, you have clear shelves, which means there's no choice to even spend $100 on hand sanitizer. You just can't get it. There's no option. But when you're allowed to scale prices, there's gonna be products still on the shelves or at least at a slower, play, a slower pace of being bought out and sold out where there's gonna be more time for suppliers to come in. And with prices being so high, there's gonna be more suppliers willing to come in. With all that, at least you'll have the option to spend $100. Oh, there's a freaking... Yeah, I got it. There's a mosquito in the house. Ugh. At least you would have had the option to buy a $100 hand sanitizer or not. When it's rationed by quantity, you don't have a decision. It's there or it's not. And often it's not because there's not the same incentive to supply a dollar bottle, a dollar per bottle hand sanitizer versus a $10 or a $100 bottle of hand sanitizer. There's just not that incentive. And so the irony is, is these people wouldn't be able to hoard if we were allowed to price gouge and to do profiteering because that's how free markets ration things. That's how free markets ration things. And you think about it, it's so objective. What is profiteering? What is price gouging? Think about it this way. 
how much is this a piece of like high quality art? You see art that's being sold for like $10,000, a million dollars. How much did that cost to make? 10, a hundred bucks, a thousand dollars. Like what was that? I forgot what it was. Oh, there was some piece of art. It was like a food. It was like a marshmallow or something that was on a wall. The guy bought it for like, I don't know, something stupid, like ten, hundred thousand dollars I don't remember the details. But then he ate, oh, it was a banana. He like bought a banana for like a hundred thousand dollars. It was being sold as art. He took the banana and he ate it. It was just, oh my gosh, it was such a power move. <laughs> such a strong move. You buy a hundred thousand dollar banana and then eat it. That's art. Uh, but how much did that banana cost? A dollar at Trader Joe's? Five dollars at Starbucks? So it's not price gouging. When you go to Starbucks, it's five dollars, but at Trader Joe's it's one dollar. That's five hundred percent markup. But you can make a banana into art or any art. You can make it and people are willing to buy it at an escalated value because they have a perceived value in the art. But who's to say that's not price gouging? So you could spend $1,000 creating beautiful art but then sell it for a million dollars? Well, your profit margins are, you know, thousands percentage marks up. Is that not profiteering? Profiteering, is that not price gouging? See, where does this line get drawn? You say, but there's no, art isn't a critical resource. People need gas. People need hand sanitizer. If you need these products and you don't want to pay escalated prices, one, don't pay them, and two, prepare. You are responsible for yourself. If you want to be using hand sanitizer everywhere, then stock up on hand sanitizer and have a reserve. If you want to make sure that you have gas, make sure you stock up on gas. If you want to make sure you have toilet paper, make sure you're going to Costco regularly and getting toilet paper. Then you'll never have to pay these escalated prices. But what happens is that these prices get to go up. The stores are incentivized to ship more quickly, to hire more people, to stock the shelves, to bring more people on, to get more help, to get resources to you faster because they can make so much more money. And that reduces the amount of time where things are cleared off the shelves. We need price gouging. We need it. We need it. It's what makes our system go around. It's what supplies us with the products we need. It's what rations the products in a way that is fair. And it keeps people from hoarding in their garages. It allows retailers to make money and reward them for giving us the service we need so that they will get us the things that we desperately need. It's just a socialist attack. It's, on, it's a, an attack on the proletariat. It's a Marxist thing. They don't even mean anything. Profiteering, price gouging, it's a, just this black and white. There's no set price. There's no set numbers to it. And it's because they can attack whoever they want. And because of it, we all suffer. We all are suffering like we live in a socialist country when the demand curve shifts. We need to let capitalism work. And we won't have the shortages that we see when we have hurricanes, when we have earthquakes, when we have coronavirus, or any other thing that can shift the demand curve. It doesn't even have to be a natural disaster. So don't buy into this socialist argument. Don't buy into that companies can't determine what they can sell their own price, their own products for at whatever price they want. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to buy it. And if you do have to buy it, well, you should have had reserves. You should have prepared. You should have thought ahead. Where is your responsibility in this? That's what I want to know.
And why do we get to tell other private companies what they can and can't sell things for a price? If you don't want to spend $1,000 on a hand sanitizer, then don't buy it. And if no one buys it, then the prices are going to come down. If people do buy it, well, then it's being rationed. You're like, I don't have $1,000 for hand sanitizer. Well, then you need to stock up or don't go out. There's plenty of options for you. There's plenty of options. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless.